this is Rob Bauer, and today in Taxterwer Talks, we're talking to Thomas de Gent from Lodo Soudal about the Tour de France. It's Thursday, the 11th of July. Uh, the Tour de France is in full swing and on the line from France. Thomas de Gent from Lotto Soudal, the man who is on a mission to finish all three Grand Tours this year. Thomas, welcome. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Um, how are you feeling? How are the sensations after the first couple of days in the Tour? Well, they are actually really, really good for the moment. Yesterday was the first uh, hardest finish, uh, but uh, I... I just finished in a, in a group at uh, eight minutes, so I took it uh, a bit more easy for the upcoming days. Today will be already a really hard day, so you have to save your strength as much as possible. And uh, yeah, the following days are uh, a bit harder. And Caleb has a few sprint days left, so it's uh, it's better to save your strength. For the people who saw the opening of yesterday's stage, might think that you weren't really saving your strength. You really put a really decent effort in to get into that breakaway. Is it frustrating to then see the next breakaway stick? Yeah, but it's uh, it's always like this. Uh, they they try to aim uh, for for my wheel, and we had two times a, a nice group to to get away. But education first also wanted to be in, and uh, they closed the gap two times. But the other two or three attacks, they were covered by Tim, so we always had somebody in. And uh, I, I wanted to be in the breakaway, but it, I didn't succeed, and uh, Tim did. So that was uh, also good for the team because he has the polka dot jersey, and now he took some extra points, and uh, he is uh, in the polka dot jersey for one extra day. So actually, yesterday was better for him than than for me, but. Yeah, it's frustrating that uh, that I couldn't get in the, the breakaway yet. I tried two days already, and uh, yeah, I couldn't get away. So hopefully, I have more luck in the in the next days. Is uh, could today then maybe be on the radar? Because I've heard you did a record of the of this stage already before the Tour de France, and it was on your radar. But you may had second thoughts about it being too tough. What's your fault now? Yeah, the, the the stage itself will be okay for me. It's uh, within my capabilities, but La Plage de Belfi is too hard for me. So I could get in the break, but I probably probably won't go for the for the for the win. There will always be somebody lighter than me in the breakaway, or a better climber. And um, yeah, maybe I'll try to be in the break, but it won't be for uh, for the victory probably. But I had to do a long training in the mountains, and uh, it was really easy for me to follow this route because it's it was already on the ISO side, and that made it easier to make a route in the in the in the Vogesen, and uh, that's why I took this one. Not not really because I wanted to try and uh, win this one, but it was just nice to see it already beforehand. And maybe if it won't be for the stage win then today, then maybe you could rack up some points for the King of the Mountains classification. So keep the keep that polka dot jersey in the hotel room. That would be nice, but it's not really a big goal. But if I'm if I'm in today, then I will try to take the points. Uh, if if that means that uh, I can take it to this evening, that would be nice. But it would also mean that I take away points who are uh, from from riders who are maybe contenders. Uh, of Tim and uh, Tim now has I think 17 points so it's already a nice extra 
and if we can divide the points today a little bit, then uh, I hope uh, for me it would be nice to have it. But I hope Tim still has it in the, this evening. And as I mentioned in the intro, um, you're going for the all three Grand Tours, and I heard you mentioned that you'd like to get one stage win uh, at least in one of those three Grand Tours. Um, and you talked a little bit, I think it was with Adam Blight on this podcast, about the pressure that could be there for the team and for sponsors to get a stage win. Do you, do you feel that pressure as well? It's not like that the sponsors give the pressure, but you just feel the pressure from, from, from everybody because it's now uh, Tour de France is the biggest race and uh, you, you can just feel the pressure uh, coming from the, the, the press, from the spectators. Also a little bit from the team, but they don't tell us today we have to win, you have to win today. That's, that's not what they say. We make a plan every day and we try to stick to the plan. And uh, if it's for Caleb, then we try to get Caleb into the best position for the sprint. If it's a breakaway, then we try to get as much guys in the breakaway to try and win from there. But uh, I, I never received a phone call from, uh, <laughs> from a sponsor who said today you have to win or you get fired. So it's, it's <laughs> not like this. Okay. Uh, talking about Caleb, uh, did you give the, the little pocket rocket a, a world birthday message already? Um, we were waiting for him at the breakfast table and he, he didn't arrive yet. So I think he has a, a long sleep for his uh, birthday as a birthday present. So uh, I will see him in the bus and then uh, we will sing him a song. Uh, okay um can you talk us through like how it is like this race morning for a stage like this um you guys you yeah you go for you have a, maybe a bit of a sleep in go for breakfast etc can you talk us through that race morning well it depends on how the, the, the how long the stage is uh today is a short stage so we could sleep a bit longer uh, this uh, breakfast from 8 to 10 so you can choose when you go for breakfast, the, the, our chef is there uh, at the table, waiting for us, uh, asking us if we have to, uh, if we need uh, omelette um, or maybe muesli, and he will make it for us. Then we have uh, our uh, suitcase has to be ready at the door at 10 o'clock. The soigneurs pick it up. 10:45 we leave with the bus to the start. It's not a really long drive, but we always like to be there well in time to do an, uh, a meeting that's in the bus already uh, to do the interviews at the bus that's always two or three journalists that, that, that are standing there waiting for us um, and after that yeah, you get dressed you go sign in you go to the start line and you wait until uh, you can start and i think the start is at 13.05 so it's still a long time but takes up your whole day to just get ready uh, to just uh, do the meetings and the, and the interviews. And after the stage, you get showered as quickly as possible. You go back in the with the bus to the hotel. You eat something in the bus when you're uh, on the way. And when you get to the hotel, you have the massage for most of the riders. Or you get the uh, treatment from the osteopath and then... It's dinner, sleepy time again. So that's that's, that's the same thing almost every day. It's uh, really structured. Everything has to be on time. Everybody needs to uh, be respectful on the times that, that the sport director gives. And yeah, it, it gets boring after four or five days. But that's how you get through the, the tour. And the only thing 
where you have uh, a little bit of freedom is in the race itself. So you gladly always take that freedom as much as possible in, and get into a breakaway and entertain yourself during the days. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. The, the only freedom we have where we can go wherever we want to go is uh, in the in the. <laughs> Uh, one of the things, because you mentioned it, that uh, after the stage, a lot of riders getting a massage. So you, you might know where I'm going to. Uh, the famous Greg Henderson tweet from a couple of years ago that Thomas de Gent never gets a massage, ever. Yeah, Is it true. still true? It's still true. The, the last massage I had was in uh, the Tour de France of 2017. I had uh, two massages there. And before that, it was uh, already, uh, I think, from the Vuelta 2016 and yeah I, I just don't like massages and I, I like to get them as, as less as possible and so now it's uh, since 2017 I, I haven't had a massage yet and uh, I like it this way my legs are used to used to this uh, I like the tension on the legs after the race and I like to keep the tension for the whole race and after three days uh, when I'm at home after three days the tension is gone, so I think my legs adapt to the no massage rule. Uh, one of the other tweets was there was no warm up before a time trial either. Yeah, that's also still true. <laughs> okay, and w- I know one thing that has changed. It is about the M and M's. I've heard no longer M and M's for you during the Tour de France. No, I I had uh, a lot of M and M's last year. I think I had four kilos of M and M's. I wasn't planning to to eat them all. But sometimes when you are in the room and you want something to snack, then you eat something that is like uh, comfort food. And uh, I don't always want to eat uh, yogurt with muesli in the evening or some fruits. Uh, I like to have uh, like not much, but like 10, 15 M&Ms. And uh, I did this every evening before. But then my teammates started to to know, uh, uh, they they knew I had bags of M&Ms. So in the last week, I was handing out bags of M&Ms to teammates and uh, said, okay, <laughs> from, from, from the next time, I don't bring the M&Ms anymore and I just uh, eat the normal things. Not that M&Ms are bad, but it's maybe be- better to uh, to just leave them at home. Yeah. All right. Um, let's have a quick talk about like the breakaways because a lot of people obviously want to know when you go into the breakaway, what are your tactics? And a lot of people actually interested in what is the power so could you give like an indication for me yesterday when you try to get into that breakaway what the power was um yeah the 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 first breakaway was right after the the flag dropped because sometimes the break goes right after the flag so i always have to try to be in the first one we had a nice group and we were pushing uh when you do the turn I pushed 520, 550 and the wheels, it's like 350 and you try to make good speed. Uh, I try to motivate the others, but then when they close the gap, obviously you have to wait for a few minutes to go again because <laughs> I'm Superman, I cannot go all the time. So then it's really helpful if you have a teammate who, uh, who does the other attacks, so that, then there is always somebody in. And I waited until the small climb after 10 kilometers was a, a small climb and I had to move up on the climb. And when I got to the front, I just attacked immediately again and I had two other guys with me. And at that point, I pushed uh, like 490 watts for five minutes to to get away 
to make a gap and um, yeah but it wasn't not enough because they they catched us back education first really wanted somebody in but you, sometimes you only have to jump once and you're uh, gone and it's also possible that uh, you have to attack 10 15 times almost and it takes maybe 100 kilometers to get away it depends on the stage and how many riders are uh, interested in the stage and then then it can take a really long time but that's that's why i like to uh, to do it like this it's always uh, a different scenario and it's it's really nice to see even even in the in the race itself it's nice to see when it's on tv People will love uh, to see the, the, the first hour and uh, these mountain stages where there is the most fight actually in the, in the whole race. Those are the, the nicest things to, things to watch. And is it for you then even more enjoyable if you have to try several times and then it sticks? Or would you, are you just as happy when you get away in the first attempt? The easiest, the easiest way is to get it in the first attempt, but it's... Uh, uh, when it's a, a fight for 70 kilometers and then you get away, then you also have a lot of satisf- satisfaction out of this because you, you tried a lot of times and you could manage to uh, to, to, to find the right spot to attack or the, the right moment to attack. And that's why you got away. So I, I also have a lot of uh, uh, satisfaction of, uh, of an attack after 70 kilometers. But the most satisfaction I have is when the break sticks to the finish and uh, we, we can race for the victory. That's, uh, that's the best feeling of all because that means that my, my tactic was the, was the good one at that day. If I could ask you to name a dream breakaway, say it's you and three other riders, um, who would you pick to be in the breakaway with? Obviously, pr- probably people you want to work with, but also want to be able to beat. Who would you pick? Um, the Marquis would be in because he is uh, strong and always works but I'm a little bit faster than him um, I would have said Pantano for the same reason but he is uh, yeah, he, he doesn't race anymore because he's caught with doping um, but yeah, riders like uh, the Marquis the, he, he is somebody who always gives his, uh, his best he gives his all and I'm just slightly faster than him in the sprint but uh, I actually hope to, to not sprint for victory. I try to drop them before, so I have a bit more security. And um, I would like to have a breakaway. If I can choose any rider, I would like to have a breakaway with Eddie Merckx and uh, Jens Voigt and Jackie Durand, just to know the feeling, uh, what, they, uh, what they have done when, uh, when they were in a break. Uh, that would, would have been nice, but that's, of course, not possible. It's a really good answer there. <laughs> All right, we're going we're gonna to wrap it up, uh, but not before I ask you the Tux Turbo Talk fan question of the week. Each week, uh, our fans can send in questions. And this time, it's via Instagram, uh, and it's two questions sort of the same from Koala Beer and Van der Welle. Both are kind of curious what it's like to be roommates with Tim and if Tim is snoring. Um, I don't think Tim is snoring, but I I use earplugs, so I don't hear it, uh, and I don't don't lose them at night. So I have never heard him snore, but maybe he does, and I just never heard it. So uh, for now, he is a perfect uh, roommate. He's uh, he's really quiet, and he goes to bed really early. So uh, he uh, puts the light out at ten ten thirty. So that's that's perfect. 
All right, awesome. Uh, one more question. I let, I'm letting you off. Who's going to win this Tour de France? Uh, good question. Um, I actually think that Nibali has a big chance of winning. Uh, Nibali was good at Giro. He made some mistakes by uh, marking uh, the wrong riders. Not really the wrong riders, but he was uh, really focused on one rider. And that's why they lost the GC, in my opinion. Uh, so I think he will be in a, in, hopefully for him, he will be in a better shape here. And maybe because he said uh, before the race that he was only aiming for stage wins and mountain jerseys that he... Uh, and maybe get some freedom because of this. And that's maybe how they, he can uh, take a minute or two somewhere. And then he has a big chance to win the, the, the Tour. And also he has the uh, the experience of winning uh, Grand Tours. I think he won four Grand Tours, three or four Grand Tours. So uh, from all the riders here who have won Grand Tours, he has the most experience and he knows the feeling. So I, I'm going for Nibali. Okay, Nibali, it is for you. Uh, I want to thank you, Thomas, for jumping on the Tox Turbo Talks podcast. And uh, yeah, good luck for the rest of the tour and obviously the rest of the season finishing those three grand tours. Yeah, thank you. All right, that's it for today. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the Tox Turbo Talks podcast. It's much appreciated and helps us to get the word out about this podcast. This was Rob Bau with Thomas de Gent from Lotto Stay tuned for a new Tox Turbo Talks next week.